Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV. What you're about to experience is a free, worldwide interactive broadcast from Ontario, Canada. We broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Get your questions in. Join the community chat room at www.category5.tv or email us at live at category5.tv. And now, let's begin. Here's your host, Robbie Ferguson. Welcome to episode number 238 of Category 5 Technology TV for Tuesday, April 10th, 2012. Wasn't I just here for 237? You were just here for 237, but more Eric Kid than allowed by law. 74% more Eric Kid tonight, folks. <laughs> Sorry about your luck. Rachel Shu couldn't join us tonight. She is off sick tonight. Eric, thank you so much for subbing in. Well, here I am. Good to see you once again. I am happy like to, be here. Glad to be alive. I thought about wearing the same shirt. And putting out your guitar and everything and just and like totally messing with your head. So when you came in, I'd be like, okay, are you set? I should have worn my Eric Kid in the Hot Nut shirt. There you go. Yeah. Still looking for one. That Still looking for one. Nice and bright orange. I have <laughs> those shots there. <laughs> we have an intense spectacle of a show for you tonight. As Pyrus Rock said. Hence. Pyrus Rock said it. You know what? You need to do more viewer question extravaganzas. And tonight, uh, you know, we, we got so many emails last week. <coughs> distracting Eric <sighs> that my friends there's only half if, of the if you're thinking about starting your own show if you're thinking <laughs> about starting your own show that's why you buy a compressor for when your co-host coughs into his microphone <sighs> that is why yo look at okay here's the thing we got all these emails this week people saying oh I really wish you could have gotten to my question but here, the fact is we get a lot of questions through the week and we do our very very best I try I tried to express that at the end of the show so tonight we are just kind of dropping everything well we'll still do a lot of the same stuff but we're gonna really cram a lot of viewer questions in tonight so we are calling this crammed yeah we are calling this the viewer question extravaganza overdrive to oh overdrive overdrive ODing, boom, boom. ODing what do you got on questions. Yep, exactly. Well, hey, coming up in the newsroom, that'll be after some questions. Mm. A Ford Focus recall affects more than 140,000 cars in the U.S. 140,000? That many of them. Medical implants have been found to be susceptible to hacker attack. Mm. Ooh. See somebody with their little handheld device near you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> The lack of file system encryption means Facebook credentials can easily be stolen on iOS and Android. AOL is sending is selling 800 patents to Microsoft for more than 1 billion. 1 billion dollars. <laughs> and you've got the correct haircut for that. I do. Yes. Yes. I am not mini you. <laughs> we're, teen, just gonna, we're gonna leave that one a teen in china has sold a kidney and bought some nice apple products really oh my stick around these stories are coming up later in the show taking materialism to a whole nother level wow and of course apple I right there at the forefront hockey cards you know got them got them need them need them got them but yeah there's your kidney for an apple <laughs> Not, Could you imagine? I don't know. Oh, Let's my. read the rest of the story and we'll see what we... Uh, we'll talk about that in about a half hour's time. Uh, I want to mention that we have a brand new form. It's part of V3, the brand new Category 5 website that is coming up. Uh, and uh, here's the thing. The forum is alive and rocking. It's forum.category5.tv. That's our new community forum. And, of course, it's just... Uh, right now, it's just it's very bare minimum because it's just a few people that know about it from the V3 uh, beta group. 
Uh, but you are welcome to go over or there. Or as some of us join. say, beta group. As some of us do. Right. <laughs> He's getting kicked under the table tonight, folks. <laughs> Won't be the first time. <laughs> Forum.category5.tv is, uh, is where you want to go. Also, speaking of uh, little sites that we have, our mobile site is m.cat5.tv. If you've got a mobile device. I'll go there right now. In between hacking people's implants, you can visit our website. What Hopefully kind of implants? Really does that? <laughs> you're you're, you're, you're going to tell us. Be you can tell us about it. Never mind. I'm going to try to behave. It's scary stuff, really. But okay. uh, hey, check that one out. M.cat5.tv for the full mobile Category Five experience. It's really exciting for us to see uh, all the different devices that uh, that our show is on and I'm seeing it more and more and more. And in fact, we're, we're constantly receiving pictures from viewers and, and I encourage you to send some in as well. Uh, just a picture of you watching category five on your device. We see laptops. Yeah. Just kind of like that. <laughs> Preferably have someone else take the shot if possible, you know, if that's a possibility, because then it would actually have you in the picture. And those are the ones that we absolutely love. Uh, this one here comes to us from Bry Murray, who's watching last week's episode while he's uh, <clears throat> on break. Oh, okay. In his courier van. Right. Are you going to say what company he's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Brian Murray, thanks for sending that in. Wow. There he is. Catching the show. I don't think he's driving. You need gas, man? No, he's not driving. Of course not. No, no the car is turned off. Okay, this is We good. would not endorse that. Well, I, should, I could have added some motion I don't know. Viewers are viewers. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. They can't miss a show. Yes. Forget about the RSS feeds. It's got to be live. I mean, the cameras. Rachel missed a show. This That's one. that. It looks like a to me. Brian Murray is that uh, is that an iPad uh, second gen? Looks like to me. Is it? I think so. Or is it a Samsung Galaxy? Tab? Well, I'm looking at the home button. It's hard to see, but it looks like the home button oh, is, is that right. of an Apple You're device. Right. You are right. So, and and the, Does the he have camera. Both his kidneys. Do you? I don't know. He's kind of laid back there, kind of like, oh, my kidneys. <laughs> oh, okay. Relaxing at work. I understand. Thank you for catching the show. Thank you for sending that in. I'm going to throw 100 viewer points your way. Whoa. Which we like to do. It's kind of like, uh, what was that show? Whose line is it Oh. Where the, where the rules are made up and the... Points? No, I can't remember. <laughs> how that. Anyway, uh, we have a viewer postcard that came in this week. Eric, I'm going to get you to, uh, to read do. that in your awesome radio voice. Ooh. It is Check from San out. Diego. Where in the world is common San Diego? Now you're supposed to go. Oh, sorry. I I think I was on the road when that show came out. I remember the show, but I don't recall watching it. So this is from Mission Bay, San Diego. Mm. Greetings from San Diego, California, USA. Mission Bay is a little more than eight miles from TJ. A little mm. more. TJ. Yeah. What's TJ? I don't know. That's the. That's okay. That's a, a uh, one of our viewers in the chat room. Eight miles from TJ is what uh, what uh, they're called. Oh. So. Okay. Mission Bay is a little more than eight miles from TJ, but is close enough. Eight miles from TJ. There you go. So, eight miles from TJ. What is TJ? What is this TJ that you speak of? Hmm. Eight miles from Thomas Jefferson. There. Is that like Maybe an airport? Not. Maybe. 
I don't know. Cool. Thanks for the postcard. Anyway, thank you very much for the uh, postcard. Yeah, we love to That's receive your postcards, cool. especially uh, you know the stamps are awesome for any stamp collectors. This one is. Uh, we have some philatelists in the group. I don't even know what he just said. I said, do this we one have is any from philatelists the, uh, in the group? Uh, all right. <laughs> we can't really get a good focus on it, but there it is. It's from uh, the mission, uh, the messenger mission. I'm going to scan that. I'm going to put it up on the brand new website that is coming soon. So make sure you check that out. Thank you. And, and he's going to go and look up philately while we're doing this. Flatulence? No, philately. <laughs> That's what the. Oh, okay. okay. Let's get into some questions. Let's get into it, folks. Okay, and this is from Hongzheng Zhen. Hey, I yeah. think I said that correctly. I, I hope I got that correct. We I do hope our I got best. That right. Okay, and um, they are using. Kubuntu All right. 11.10. Hi, Robbie. Weeks ago on the show, you used Synaptic Package Manager to install DJL Game Manager. Very sure easily. Did. Yeah. But my Kubuntu 11.10, I cannot find the DJL package, either through APT or my Package Manager. Is there a software or a website that I can use for finding out what repository provides the software I need? Not only DJL, any software. The attachment is a copy of my repositories list in my system, if it helps. By the way, this is my first time sending you a question. I feel very excited about it. Category 5 is a great show. I love it. You gays are amazing. Hong Jiang. You know, you can spell, you, you can correct the words if they make a typo. I'm not editorializing. <laughs> okay. Oh, dear me. Thank you, Hongzheng. <laughs> okay, you guys are amazing. Cheers. All right. <laughs> oh, my, I'm going to have to turn down the saturation. <laughs> I had not you're, realized. You are blushing. Oh, well, that, that was kind of funny. <laughs> I didn't realize that 11.10, they actually removed the package for DJL when I was demonstrating that. I've just uh, done a quick Google search. I did a search for uh, DJL 11.10, went to the first option here. It says package DJL, and it says that that package has been deleted. So what do you do? Well, you can use the, uh, the PPA, which is a private package. Uh, I forget. Private, you know, a PPA. What is it? I don't care. <laughs> a personal package archive. <laughs> All wow. right. There we go. Okay, so DJL. Uh, let's see. There's got to be a PPA here somewhere. There's a home page. Oh, the package belongs to the PPA. Get Deb Games up at the top there in the yellow. Here we go. There are the instructions to set up the Get Deb Games repository. Uh, so that's what you would pop into. Make sure you copy the whole thing. See how WGET was cut off there. Start at the beginning. Copy that whole thing. Paste it in. You got that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. What I'm going to do, I'm going to give you the, the short link. So we're going to set that up for you right now just because I love to make things good and easy for you. He likes to make them easy for you. He likes to complicate like to make things for me. for him. <sighs> <laughs> What's the sigh for? How's your week been? Good game at hockey last Tuesday? It was the last one. Yeah? It was. And? Um, it was a great night, and there there were some wings and, and a couple other beverages Excellent. involved. He's not saying afterwards. whether he won or lose, uh, lost, so you know what that yes, means. I think we won that night. You did? Yeah. Un- 
Unbelievable. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> okay, I've created that link for you. There's our witty banter just to fill time as I created the link. Witty? It's <laughs> it was banter. I'll give lame, you that. Lame banter. <laughs> Cat5.tv slash DJL. Okay, that is now going to take you to this website. Okay, this is the PPA that you're going to need. Copy all that, paste it into your terminal. Basically what it does, okay, first line, wget blah, blah, blah. This is the key, the, uh, the GPG key, the, the encryption key to say, uh, the signature key, to, to say that, yes, this is a, a legitimate repository. You want to have that key. So first line gets the key and then adds it to your system so that now it's going to trust this uh, PPA. Then the second line here uses super user do, and it adds the PPA to your sources.list file. Okay, Basically, it creates one uh, that, it, that it will refer to. Then you're going to want to go uh, sudo apt-get uh, app dash get update. It's going to get all the uh, repository information just as you know to do, and then you should be able to install uh, DJL. What other packages come with the games repository? I'm unsure. Uh, you may want to check into that. It may give you some uh, some packages that are not approved for official uh, Ubuntu repositories. That's usually what the PPAs represent. They're personal package archives. Yes, I got it this time. So uh, those are created by developers, by fans of the applications, which have been removed from the official repositories. And that will give you access. Cat5.tv slash DJL. We've got to take a quick break, Eric. Uh, we're going to come right back uh, to your viewer questions. Pop us a line in the chat room, and also you can email us live at category5.tv. All right, do that. We'll be right back. At EcoAlkalines, we believe you should be able to trust your batteries not just here, but here, here, and here. But with one exception, you should also be able to trust your batteries here. EcoAlkalines are the world's first and only certified carbon-neutral battery manufactured to the highest standards of recycling and quality, without any trace amounts of harmful chemicals like mercury, lead, or cadmium. EcoAlkalines provide performance that rivals leading national alkaline battery brands at a comparable price. Find out more about the EcoAlkalines difference. EcoAlkalines.com this is Category 5 Technology TV, and EcoAlkalines uh, are an amazing battery, as you know, and we are giving away a year supply. A year? This is not a year supply. This is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. This is only eight weeks. Right? Now, if it's a year supply for my guitar tuner, I haven't had to change them yet. They just keep lasting and lasting. Well, they're good so, batteries. Yeah. These are really good batteries. They last. Check out their website, cat5.tv slash eco. And here's the thing. You want to get involved in their social media. Uh, like them on Facebook, uh, like their posts, like their pictures, whatever it takes, and get onto their Twitter, follow them, retweet them. Every time you're active with their social media profile, you're going to be casting a ballot to win a year supply. We will ship anywhere in the world, uh, as you know, so make sure you sign up for that simply by liking them on Facebook, following them on Twitter, retweeting them, liking their posts. And uh, and here's the thing. That's going to cast your ballot. We're going to do a draw for Earth Day coming up very, very soon. And uh, that's going to give you a year's supply, 52 packs of batteries. It's amazing. That's so, a pile of batteries. And they're Earth-friendly. They're fantastic. We'll <coughs> talk more about those on future shows. And, of course, I'd encourage you get onto their website, cat5.tv slash eco. And that's where you can find their social media profiles. <laughs> Good luck, everybody. Hey, Robbie, did you know that Category 5 TV is a member of the Tech Podcast Network? I do. You knew that. Okay. I knew this. If it's tech, it's here. 
Right here. Right here. And on the Tech Podcast Network. Well, there too. But it's here <laughs> first. <Yeah. laughs> you saw it here first, and then it goes on to there. That's right. Among other shows that are about tech. Okay. Because it's here and there. So, I'm like, a, somebody said your shirt was amazing. I'm like a superhero with no powers or motivation. Yeah. That's pretty much it. That you can read that. That's something. Is, is it? a testimony of the technology behind web streaming these days. Isn't that fantastic? We talked about Wirecast a couple of weeks ago. Gave it away last week. Check out episode number 236. Exceptional yeah. stuff. I'm looking a little out of focus there tonight, Eric. Well, Speaking of amazing things that you can do in Wirecast, there we go. I mean, just like that, I'm adjusting my camera lens. Nice. Love that. Now, can you do th- anything with that haircut of yours? I, I could. Okay. But, but the reason that I won't is because that, that gets into CGI. Okay. And yes, the life cam has cheesy little effects. <laughs> I turned you into an alien once, live on the air. Yes. But it like takes your CPU and it just skyrockets it because we're 1080p. Oh. So, it's yeah. nasty. Your questions, let's live at Category5.tv. Yeah. Yeah, what he said. Let's do some more questions. Here's one from Dominic Atanasio. Hey, Dominic. And uh, using WinXP, 7, and CentOS, Debian, etc. So, okay. Dominic's using them all. All right. Is there an open source drive imager like Clonezilla that will image a live CentOS-5 server? In other words, I don't want to reboot or shut down the server while I image it. I'm aware of the tools that I c- that can be purchased, but they all exceed our budget. Hmm. The goal is to do a bare metal restore in the case of drive failure. Yeah, all right. So you want to do this all with right. software? Yeah. The, uh, there is uh, uh, an imager that will take a picture of anything. It's called a digital camera. No, I'm <laughs> so kidding. Um, <laughs> You want to do it with software because you don't want to. You don't have the budget, perhaps, for the hardware. Ideally, in your situation, it's a server. It's live. It's on the fly. Get a RAID one unit that has a hot, hot swappable drive bay. Be able to swap out a drive. You've got three drives. Two of them are in the system at all times. Well, that fit his budget. It won't. But this is the ideal situation. Oh. Okay? okay. I'm just saying this is ideal. Okay. okay. So, so because, and I start. I proceed with that because. What I'm going to suggest is specific to this particular viewer's question, who doesn't necessarily have the budget to do that. But if it is in your budget, this is not the best way to go. The best way to go is to have that RAID 1 unit. That means that there are two drives that are exact mirrors of each other. One of them is your, your entire file system, say. The second one is a mirror of that file system. Once a day, once a week, whatever it takes, you pop out the second drive, and then you pop in a blank drive or whatever. You've got a third drive, okay? Take that second drive off-site, keep it off-site, never have all three of them on site for more time than it takes to to just swap them out one week later you come back you pop out that second drive you pop in the first so you've always got a one week restoration point on that on that extra hard drive that's ideal less than ideal you you've got a server you want to be able to clone it on a regular basis and do a bare metal install first way to look at it is to get your server all set up right Get it working the way that you want. Do, as we mentioned last week, use Clonezilla. Boot up the system. So now it's offline. Pardon me. You create one cloned image. Then 
you install some kind of backup software, you use any kind of backup software on your CentOS server and use that to create the increments. So anything that has changed since the point of that image is now being backed up to separate files on a server somewhere, maybe off-site, maybe on an external hard drive that you can take off-site. So now it's a two-step process during a catastrophic failure. First, you restore to bare metal the original Clonezilla image. Then you restore all of the file changes, the incremental changes that have changed since then from the on-the-fly backups. But the file system itself is restored from Clonezilla, and then the uh, the applications uh, or whatever settings, emails, and things that are sitting on the server, those are going to get transferred over from the backups. That's the next ideal situation. The third, and probably what you're hoping to do is to create a, an on-the-fly image. It's going to be pretty resource-intensive because it's sector-by-sector, sector, right? But you could use DD. So you would just specify a, an in-file and an out-file. So for you, you'd bring up, let's say we bring up terminal, you create a bash script and, or you wouldn't even have to create a bash script. I guess you would probably, you might want to because you'll need some error checking, some way of confirming whether or not the task is finished. If you're going to run it on a nightly, if you're going to run it on a weekly, just be careful that it's not, it never ends up running twice in a row. If you've got a, a terabyte hard drive and you do a DD image on the fly and, and it's having to share resources with a running operating system, then that might take longer than a week. Who knows? So you need to have some kind of a Bosch script running to check, use aux, find out if the application is already running, which would be DD. If DD is running, don't run it again. Okay, that's a little more sophisticated than what I'm going to get into tonight. Right now, I'm just going to answer your question and show you how to do it. So let's look at slash dev slash SD star. Those are my hard drives. So if we want the entire hard drive of SDA, that's the first hard drive on my, uh, my SATA controller, I would go DD. I'm going to go, pardon me, sudo DD IF for in file equals dev SDA if I want the whole drive, or I can go SDA1 or SDA2 if I just want the partition. Let's say I want the whole drive with the partition data. Out file equals, and I'm just going to throw it into temp test.img. Okay, as simple as that. Um, that's going to Im immediately start creating a file. I I'll throw it on my desktop. Okay, so you're taking the whole hard drive and you're throwing it on your desktop. Onto my desktop in a file called that is still drive on that hard drive. Dot IMG. It's still on this hard drive in this. Yeah, no, I, I understand your point. You want to have this on a separate. Yeah, that that could be kind of nasty. You yeah. need to you need to have good point. Thank you. Uh, what Eric is saying is that I'm doing all the read write operations. Oh, see, and I'm creating this and I'm sticking it on this. Oh my goodness! Oh, and we're going to create a causality loop. That a rift in the space-time continuum. Don't do this. Forget about everything I said. No, because if I save it to the if if I save it to the hard drive that I'm backing up, it's going to continually back up and back up like and say, "Oh, here's a new file." It's and like a up mirror and a mirror and a mirror and a mirror. And a Get mirror. a second hard drive. Yeah, exactly. Just thought I'd ask that. It's like how you know this started falling out, and this will start. Yeah, that's <laughs> a. I, and I've done that where I've done like an LS. Uh, or do a grep, do a grep, and then pipe it into a file in the current folder. And whoops, why is my CPU so high? Why is this file yeah. 10 terabytes? Don't save it to the existing hard drive, okay? For the sake of this demonstration, maybe I will. But let's pretend you've got another hard drive, okay? That's really important. Thank you, Eric. So let's instead save it to, let's pretend we've got a drive on media uh, called USB 1, okay? And we'll call that drive.image. 
that's the way we want to do it. That makes me happier. That makes you happier. That makes me happier. (laughs) No causality loops, no rifts in the space-time continuum, no explosive hard drive filling bugs in our script. Boy, when I was learning how to program in C, boy, could I make some loops that would just bring a machine to its knees. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've done a couple in PHP. Totally accidental. Fortunately, yeah. I run everything on localhost and, you know, learn my learn my way. Oopsie. Okay, so that's that's exactly what that's going to do, okay? Hope that helps. That's just DD image. And, uh, of course, you can restore that. That includes... And DD stands for? Desktop Destroyer. Well, I, heard, I heard it was Disk Destroyer, but okay. <laughs> I was going to say it's like... Uh, digital... Just make do- it. No, what is it? Nobody really knows. Nobody? Okay. We're going to call it like... Um, I wanted to say something with Dork in the name. Apparently, according to Bob McIntyre on CKVR TV, he yeah. says that is a, a whale penis. <laughs> is what a dork is. I don't know where he learned that. But the more you know. <sighs> Ask Bob. That's the kind of thing that when Bob McIntyre says it on, on People believe TV whether news, it's true or not. You well, know. and you, But you just... I don't know that you repeat it to a global audience. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe Small there's some TV whalers here. out there who could tell us. Whalers? <laughs> Hartford. All right. Okay. Should we move on to another question? We should probably do that because now that is permanently a part of that clip. So thanks, Actually, we have a question uh, regarding the eco-alkaline batteries. Yeah. Are they available in the United States? They sure are. They are. They are available everywhere in this beautiful world of ours. Sweet. So... Should they check lei.com to find no, out where to find them? cat5.tv slash eco. There you go. I wasn't joking. You can go to that website. It will take you there. You can order it right off their website if you can't find it at a local store. But they have a growing number of uh, stores that carry their product uh, right across. I, I, don't, I, don't really, like, I don't pretend to be a part of their distribution. Okay. But it's, it, they're available everywhere. We'll ship everywhere. So... Um, so I guess whatever is necessary is. Well, I guess the question was: Is like, can you uh, somebody down in Dallas, Texas, it? can they go and buy one? I don't know that. You'd have to ask them that. That would have been the appropriate answer. Sorry, about twelve sentences. They're ago. available pretty much everywhere. Through us. But if you want to know specifically <laughs> where in my town, email them. Okay. Cat5.tv/eco. Okay, let's go on to another question. <laughs> Amakai. I know I meant to know the inner workings of every company on the face of the earth, but. Robbie time. told me he knew everything. I did not tell you that. Well, it was implied. <laughs> <laughs> oh, take it away, man. Okay, Amakai. How's it going? Okay, hey, Amakai. Ubuntu 11.10. Yeah. Okay, so the question. It sounds more like a statement. It would have been nice to have an Android app for watching your show, similar to the Revision 3 app. I have a Samsung <laughs> Galaxy Tab, and I'd like to have easy access to the episodes. Yeah, that sounds a whole lot like a statement, not a question. Perhaps. I just love how you add so much attitude to these emails. <laughs> it would have been nice if you had an Android app for watching your show. You know, <laughs> Pretty sure that they didn't intend that Actually, kind of inflection. Actually, I have a question for our viewers. I, I would really like an Android app for my Samsung Galaxy Tab. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because... My buddy with the the Apple product got a Peterson Strobotune. Okay. Um, and it's fabulous, mm-hmm. but it's not available for Android. Oh. Or Blackberry. Mm. Well, here's the thing: <laughs> you bring up your browser, 
you head on over to m.cat5.tv. I'll bring up that graphic again. m.cat5.tv on your Android device. If you've got a QR reader, scan that. If you don't have a QR reader, uh, you can install one. It's free, right? When you do that, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm just bringing up my iPod here, okay? And I'm actually going to. I'm gonna do a QR scan. Why not? And I'm gonna scan the screen just with you. People on Backstage Pass can see this is exactly what I'm doing. So with my QR reader, there we go. Beep. Yeah. This is going to actually launch our, it's a mobile website. It's like an app. It behaves. We're going to have a loop in here. <laughs> if it, yeah, <laughs> if I launch it live. So Let's do it. Come on. That's it. my battery warning. Oh. My battery's dead. But there we are. Oh, you don't have eco-alkalines in your Apple. And my Apple device doesn't get eco-alkalines. I wish it did. Who's that nice-looking guy with the orange shirt with on the orange there shirt. that's up yeah. top of that screen? I oh. don't know. He's he's a bit of a saucy pants. <laughs> saucy. Where, go? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Wrong camera. There we go. So that is... It's not technically an app in the sense that you're not going to find it in your app store or app world or anything like that. But you get onto that website, m.cat5.tv, add it to your dashboard or your desktop or whatever you want to call it on your particular device. And when you do, if it's supported, like on the Apple devices here, let's see here. See, I actually get an icon for Category 5 TV, and when I click it, it's going to launch as if it's an app. It's really just a website. That's what's amazing about the modern web. Right, you can do apps, per se, on a website. So, so visit that, add it to your dashboard, and see uh, how that works for you. That'll work on uh, any mobile device. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Now, what about my Peterson Strobotone? Okay. I don't even know what that is. You know, the oscilloscope tuners that yeah. you used to see in the older cars. Oh, too. okay. Well, like for your guitar. For, yeah, more. Or so any you can use it to tune it's, an instrument and, or a and voice. And it's very accurate. Like. More accurate than the average uh, tuner. Perfect E. It doesn't make the face when it does that, yeah. though. Uh, <laughs> Eric, we gotta we got to hit some news for these folks. Uh, we're going to have some more questions after this. Uh, and, of course, join us in the chat room. It's at Category 5 on Freenode, right on our website, Category5.tv. <coughs> Do they hear that? Excuse me. Yeah, I know. <coughs> Sir, there's not enough caffeine in my coffee. <laughs> Half calf tonight. Well, I thought half calf would be nice. I emailed you and I said, "What do you want?" And you said, "Whatever you're making." So, <sighs> so just for the record, I mean, how can you complain, right? No, I don't want half calf. I'd like, I'd like full calf. How about double calf? How can you do that? I don't know. I had a jolt cola once. That was pretty good. Wow, just one so. <laughs> Here are the top stories from the Category Five TV newsroom. Ford is recalling more than 140,000 2012 Focus cars in the United States to repair a potential problem with the passenger side windshield wiper motor. The problem could result in an inoperative wiper on the passenger side during rainfall, reducing visibility and increasing the risk of a crash. That kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah. (laughs) It's raining. Stop working. (laughs) Owners will be notified the week of May 21st, and the wiper motor connector will be cleaned and sealed as needed. Okay, so it works fine unless it rains. Unless it rains. <laughs> Got it. And then, you know, we'll let you know. Let's hope that between now and May 21st, did you say? Yeah, so you let's heard hope it that there's first no, here, kids. Let's hope that in the spring, in the U.S., that there is no rainfall between now and the end of May. Now, I know Christy's not here, but we had wet 
rainy like snow and stuff going on here and it was unbelievable okay security researchers have developed attacks that locate and compromise medical implants used to manage conditions such as diabetes and heart disease. One such attack identified a radio signal that, if rebroadcast, can switch off a heart defibrillator. Yikes. That's just like a pacemaker. Researchers insist more work needs to be done to secure implants and protect against malicious actions, and this study is certainly a wake-up call for implant developers. I'll say. I can see this on a future episode of CSI or something. Yeah, really. Uh, Okay. Developer Gareth Wright recently found that the lack of file system encryption on both Facebook's iOS and Android clients leaves your Facebook account accessible by other apps and even hardware devices, which could um, compromise your account data. When poking around in application directories on his iPhone last week, Wright found a plain text Facebook access token in the popular Draw Something game. When he copied the hash, he discovered he could pull back pretty much any information from his own Facebook account. A hacker who copies that token onto another device can get into a user's Facebook account, and Wright proved the vulnerability by sending the file to a friend who was able to access and post directly to his Facebook account as if it were his own. Given that the vulnerability can be exploited with hardware and physical access, Wright says he'll be thinking twice about plugging his devices into shared PCs, public music docks, or charging stations. Hmm. That's something. Yeah, I never even really thought about it. When I think about encryption, when it comes to like Facebook apps and stuff, I'm thinking about Wi-Fi encryption and, and yeah. SSL certificates as I'm using the app. I never even thought, well, if my file system is unencrypted and there's some malicious app in there that's grabbing files from my Facebook folder. There you go. That's scary stuff. AOL has agreed to sell more than 800 patents and related products to Microsoft for $1.056 billion. As the struggling online company looks to raise fresh cash... Struggling? And there's not... Yeah, 1.056 billion Well, they're not, okay. they're not so much struggling after the sale. Okay, okay. I'm still struggling with groceries. Okay. Uh, as the struggling online company looks to raise fresh cash for its investors while fighting a boardroom showdown with an activist shareholder. Shares of AOL surged as much as 45% on Monday, hitting their highest point in nearly one and a half years as the company pledged to return to a significant portion of the sale proceeds to shareholders. Under the agreement announced yesterday, AOL also received a license to the patents being sold to Microsoft, but the terms of that agreement were not disclosed. Hmm. Okay, and a 17-year-old student in the city of Shenzhou, China, decided to sell one of his kidneys in exchange for $3,500, for $3,500, with which he bought an iPhone and iPad. Where did you get the money for that? His mother asked, noticing one of his shiny new Apple products. Oh, I sold a kidney, the kid apparently told her. It's unclear whether it was the mother's rage that led to the prosecution of this case, in which five individuals were indicted for the kidney transplant scheme, which involved the renting of an operating room, hiring of medical staff, and seeking out organ donors in the online chat rooms. Hmm. Wow, that is freaking that's stuff. Both, that's both scary and sad. Yeah. Like, really sad. Wow. 
Hmm. You can get the full stories at Category5.tv Newsroom. The Category5.tv Newsroom is researched by Roy W. Nash with contributions by our community of viewers. If you have a news story you think is worthy of on-air mention, email newsroom at Category5.tv. For the Category5.tv Newsroom, I'm Eric Kidd. Thank you, Eric. Hey, I brought welcome. some fresh coffee for you. So, wow. top up. Is that where the other half of the caffeine is? That's where it is, right there. Right, Category 5 tonight is brought to you in part by Cordery Electric, the official electrical company of Category 5 TV. Check them out, CorderyElectric.com. Also, GardengateFarms.com for certified organic broccoli, sprout, and wheatgrass juice. Visit them at GardengateFarms.com. One of the things that I always like to mention, I mean, we got a postcard this week and love receiving your postcards. Make sure you send us one. It's Category 5 Technology TV, Postal Box 29009. Let's try that again. Postal Box 29009. Those are zero, zeros. Yeah, zero, zero. <laughs> oh, let's try this for a third time, folks. Category 5 Technology TV, Postal Box 29009, Barrie, Ontario, Canada, L4N. 7 W7 All right. With a W. W. Yeah. We probably have some more questions. Imagine that. Okay. Now, hi Rob. Question extravaganza overdrive. That's what I'm talking Continues. about. Continues. Yes. Hi Robbie. Hey. I just wanted to say great show. My well, girlfriend I Thank you. and I are web page makers. Awesome. We loved your PHP show. Thank you. We have a script that allows DJs to change the request send, uh, change the request send to email. So when the listeners want to hear a tune, they just type it in, and it goes to his or her email. Oh, that part of the script is not working. All Could right. you give me a quick idea or a demo of how this is done, please? Is there a way to do it so the DJ can log in using a login.php page I've made so when the DJ is done with their show, it will stop sending till they are live again? I might just hmm. have it set to one email address and tell the DJ they need to go use that one. Thanks. Michael from Florida, USA. Okay. P.S. I am attaching the script for your review. Please keep in mind the person who made this script use for a newsletter thing, I am guessing, from all the code. Uh, and, oh, okay. a, and a post-post script. I am sending <laughs> it as a zip and RAR file because I am using a Windows machine. Yeah, sorry. LOL. I've been I can using open Windows since 3.1. Congratulations. Wow. I hope that there are Unix... Uh, wrappers in the files that I fix and send back to you. Or Windows. I'll have to save them as Windows text files. Otherwise, it'll be all one line. Let's take a look. I'm going to take a look at the code that you've sent. Disclaimer. What you are about to view may become incredibly geeky. So, maybe make, make some popcorn. or This is, uh, this is what I'm getting. I don't know. Am I, am I missing a CSS file or something? We're going to take a look. Um, there's CSS in the header because it looks awfully dark. Yeah, there's really not a lot to the CSS end of things, is there? So, all right. Feel like getting in s into some code, Eric? I sure. How about you? Do you feel like getting into some code? You need to pour yourself a coffee, sir. Oh. You want another? You want me to? What do you want me to do here? Have a coffee. Oh, okay. Here you go. Uh, we're going to delve into this code okay, well, for uh, for our viewer, Michael Arnold. There you go. Oh, that's good. That's lots. There you go. All right. Thank you. 
Enjoy. You don't want the hyper air kid. Don't worry. There's calm, cool, and collected Half one. caffeine. <laughs> As you have told the world. <laughs> okay. Where do we start with this? Okay, so let's take a look. It looks like, okay, so I'm entering my name. Robbie. My email. Live at category5.tv. Artist. Eric Kidd. Do they have any Eric Kidd? Oh, they don't. Eric Clapton. All right, well, let's go with Eric Clapton. Yeah, he doesn't cover any of my material. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, let's do some Layla. Layla, you got me on my knees, Layla. What's going on over there? Okay, so shout out to uh, Eric Kidd. So what happens when I go request this jam? Not found. Okay, so first thing I notice here, Michael, is that this is pointing to a file, a folder called Don't Touch This on your server, powerjaminradio.com, and that folder doesn't exist. So we need to fix that file. I'm going to bring up request.php in my text editor, and we're looking for Don't Touch This. Don't Touch This. Okay, so e-file. Okay, that's not the one that we're looking for. There it is. Form action. And we're going to presume, well, okay, so is this trying to load this particular form? We're going to find that out by looking for action if action equals request. So scroll down a ways in the code. This is all, yeah, that's all HTML. Let's do a search for request. Okay, there's the first one, max request, JavaScript. Okay, request label, CSS. Oh, there we go. If dollar sign action equals equals request. So this is actually pointing to this form we know. So where it's pointing to that don't touch this, we can just remove. Let's see. Okay, so we're going to get rid of all that. And we're going to have a relative link to go to action request. So we're losing the URL there. Let's upload that change. Goodbye, Earl. Goodbye. Let's see if I can submit it without filling anything in. Oh, it didn't refresh. Okay, request this jam. I didn't fill anything in. Okay, I've got a whole bunch of warnings here for one thing, Michael. Um, looking at that, there's, there's obviously some, some issues with this code, and, and I understand that you probably want us to walk you through how to fix it. I think probably the most effective thing for us to do would look at the concepts and the problems with the script and, and figure out why it's behaving the way that it is, why it's not working. Okay, it's still looking for don't touch this. That's e that's where it's looking PHP. for the e file. I don't know if you right. see this here, but now it's trying to include powerjamradio.com slash don't touch this slash e file. So you got rid of it in the first little request. Yeah, but. so, but what's happening? URL file access is disabled by the server. It's trying to open a file on a remote server. That's what that error message tells me. So we'll do a search for file, the PHP function. And it's not found. Maybe get contents. No, okay. So let's let's look at that one that Eric is seeing. Oh, okay. Power Jam Radio, don't touch this e file. What what are these little? Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I saw what you were looking at. Strange little characters, like an A with a. a Numa, I don't know what. Yeah. Those characters are called. Look like some high ASCII there or something. Yeah. I, we'll we'll work our way through okay. the code and try to figure this out. 
see what uh, what's going on. I've found the include that's causing that error though, right here, right up near the top. Line 372 is telling me to open this file. Oh, that's that's where the other where the file open is too. Include and it's trying to include an HTTP. Well, that's never a good practice. First of all, let's fix our form, and we're gonna put this in brackets with proper quotations around it. And we know that we can't include a remote file. That's bad security. So we're going to tell it to include a, a, a relative file, one that's in the current folder. And I notice that there is no file called e-file. There's one called u-file. So I have no idea what e-file is. u-file contains what looks like a base64 of a password. So let's let's just comment out that line for now. So just know, uh, Michael, that I, I don't know what that file is, e-file, because you didn't send yeah, that to us. Yeah, I wonder if, uh, is Michael out there in the chat room going to tell yeah, us? Yeah, kind of let us know. If you're in the chat room, that would be great. <coughs> but uh, I won't let it hold us up, because it's a, oh, you know... We'll DJ Mike says, don't touch. This was just a dumb folder we made for testing. Okay, well, that's obviously breaking it for us, So because okay. it doesn't exist on your server. I'm going to make it local so that it actually works, okay? So I've commented out e-file. What is e-file? Because I don't have that file. You never sent that. So I'm going to upload those changes. I've commented out e-file. Now if I refresh, it's submitting. And um, No idea what e-file is. And it says, oh, okay. <laughs> it says, thank you for your request. So I must assume... Your IP is... Zero 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 zero. Well, I was good, and I blocked my IP. That was good. That was good. So, all right. So I've done I've done that much. Now, what would have happened if I submitted that? So, when I submitted it, you'll see that it did action equals request. So let's go back to where it said what happens if action equals request. Oh, equals equals. Pardon me. It's PHP. Okay, so if action equals request, we're going to do all of this stuff. We're going to generate this crazy file that Eric was asking about. Well, what is all this junk? It's creating a PHP file in the subscribers folder in a, wherever group is, if group exists. And it's generating a random file name, which ends in an ampersand. Ampersand, probably not a good idea in a file name. Uh, and it's calling it .php, which at first glance would mean a, a security exploit to me. Uh, exploitable because this folder is writable. Um, we'd have to look at the permissions that you have set up on your server. Be careful of this, all right? Because you're creating PHP files here. Okay, so it's a PHP file. It sends. Apparently, e-file never was in the files. Okay, well, it breaks it, so I've commented it out. <laughs> Dollar sign comment equals, and then it puts, or content equals my name. This character, whatever that is for, do you know what that's for? The artist, the song, my comment, I guess, the date, my IP address, and then it ends the file and closes the PHP. There's the close of the file dollar sign G, so it creates that that file. Next line, if post song two, so if I've created two songs, is not equal to quote quote okay, and then it does the same thing. So it's creating a secondary file. Apparently the first guy who used this was using it for a newsletter script. So. Sure. I'll just say it looks it looks a little bit messy, as those who, who see this can, can probably tell. And the, the, all of this stuff that's redundant, where, where it, d it does the same thing twice, and in this case I think four or five times, yeah. 
that could all be done in a in a statement that could all be done in a loop otherwise if if you need to change something and you change it on song one and then you forget to change it on song two then it breaks song two right Mm -hmm. so that's that's a mess boy oh boy man lots of that going on can i just can i say this should be recoded (laughs) all right power jamming radio so we we know yeah (laughs) we know that uh it's saving a file in subscribers under the so that's that has created look at how many files it's created and i only submitted it a couple times that's going to be a mess and you can't really tell so i, I take it this is kind of so your you, databasing you, if you were doing something uh more than once you'd try some kind of a for each loop perhaps or well for each in an array but probably a while in a case like this something that okay. says um but yeah you could if you set it up as an array so songs zero is a song songs one is another song and then for each through that array and do it as many times as there are songs and then you're not limited to the four or five songs they could add a hundred songs if they wanted to oh that could be problematic listen you get one darn request (laughs) (laughs) sometimes requests are slow though and you like to bloat it with you know somebody hey could you uh could you uh just hop on over to our website and request about 30 songs please right now they're limited to four or five so that's kind of a problem so Oh, it was working, but it only sent to the email, only sent to whatever email you put in the email blank. Oh, is that right? Okay. If that's the case, then, this is DJ Mike that we're talking yeah, to. Nice DJ to see you in the Mike. chat room. Thanks for joining us live. He's looking good in the chat room, too. I have a couple of concerns with this script, my friend. Uh, I know that this was coded by someone else. I'm just, I'm glancing at this, you know, it's first time looking at this code. I've said it could be done cleaner. It could be done nicer. But here's, here's my concern. Right up at the top of, let's see. I noticed something here that's, that's going on in your admin. And that is that you're, you're grabbing everything as if it's, in a, it's basically set up to run as if you've got register globals on. And if you if you don't know what that means, then you need to learn that because it's a very bad security exploit. I mean, bad. Um, the way that you're running this, I'll just show you. This is your admin panel. Okay, this is for DJ Mike. Um, but I hope that you you can understand that there are some concepts here. Even even though we're talking about a specific code, there are this transcends this code. So this applies to you if you're a PHP developer using Register Globals. Here's the problem. Okay. I'm going to find a, a variable here that is using it. Okay, well, here's one called dollar sign handles. Uh, okay, that's opening from a file. S file handles. Let's see. We've got a whole bunch of strings, pass, cookies. I'd say logged out was spelled incorrectly. But that's not that's, really that a coding doesn't matter, problem. Yeah. No, I'm just doesn't really matter. Okay, here's one. If dollar sign action equals log out. Okay. That is not in a wrapper. It's its its own entity. It says if action is logout. And same kind of thing over here. If action is logout. If all this stuff is going on. Okay, so here's what you need to ask yourself. Okay, if action equals logout, where is that specified? It's specified on your get line, which means if I go into your admin... And I type, now I've got some problems there too, okay? If I type in a password, 
look at what it does. It creates question mark action equals do login. Okay. So now you need to say, okay, in my script, where is it creating dollar sign action from do login? Well, here's the problem. It's doing it from this. It's doing it from register globals. So dollar sign action is automatically set based solely and exclusively on this. So that means if I figure out your script and I figure out that I can go is admin, let's just say as uh, just to, to pretend, okay? I know that that's not the particular exploit in your script. What that's going to do is it's going to create a string in my script called isAdmin, and it's going to set the value to 1. So if somebody knows the insides and outs of your script, they can simply force strings onto your file using the get statement. Very, very simple to exploit your system. That's exactly why register globals was set to off as of PHP 4.2. That's why it's been removed from all of the current versions of PHP. There is no register globals as an option anymore because it is such a bad security exploit. In your case, I would get rid of that. Okay. So for you, uh, because you say it's only the mail thing, so I can't really get this working on my server because I've got some security in place that says, you know what, we are not going to support register globals. We're not going to allow this kind of thing to happen. I wouldn't run this script on my server because it's insecure. It's unsafe. But that said, if you were to clean that up, let's take a look at where your mail out is happening. You're saying that the person gets it, but you don't. Okay? So I'm going to look for the PHP mail function. Here it is. So what does this say? It says it's going to mail to, okay, who's message one? Because that's the recipient. The subject, message, or mess stuff, one, headers. Okay, so message one is who it's going to. So let's find out who that is message is explode so it's exploding that file see because uh, it's it's getting the content from the That's file message yeah no because it's an array right? right explode is creating an array from dollar sign content and the breakpoint is this silly character so that's just what they've used as a breakpoint so it's now going to say so let's go back to the file Message one is now going to be your name, artist. So that's message one, zero in the array. One in the array. Two in the array. Apparently three going in the array. To an email request right. at power jamming, yeah, radio.com. Well, this is telling me that it's grabbing the email address from whatever the user has put into the form. So when I go to your site, and I enter my email here, this is what's specifying. If I put in live at category5.tv, that's where it's going to go because it's told to send it to me, not to you, based on this. Right? So what you would need to do, if you want to CC, what you could probably do is you could go dot, okay, comma, and this is line 170 of the file request, or no, pardon me, admin.php. And that comma specifies now I'm going to put in my email address, so now I'm going to CC it over to live at category5.tv. So now it's going to send it to this user, but it's also going to do a comma and then live at category5.tv. If you don't want to expose your email address... 
what you can do is copy that line entirely, paste it again, and just change this in the second version to your email address. So now it's going to send a copy to them, and then in a separate email, it's going to send exactly the same thing in uh, to you, whatever email address you put in there. I'll just verify that there's no mail function. There is an, a mail function happening in the request script, so it looks like it's sending to, to them that way as well. It was supposed to go to both. Tell the person what he or she wanted to hear, then... See, and that's what's, that's what's probably happening here. See, you've got two versions in request.php. So let's find out where my email is specified. It's not specified. Where is email specified? See, email... Your script is being told, send to these two people, dollar sign $email and dollar sign $my email. But I just did a search for dollar sign $my email, and it's not specified. Not found. Not found. Okay? So what needs to happen is, up where your dollar sign $email is specified, create a new line. See, that's creating it from their email. Let's call this one My Email. Get rid of this live at category5.tv and now it's going to cc to me right now what's happening is on that second time that it tries to send email to my email it fails there's no email address specified so it can't do it there you go so that's all it is is you need to specify your my email so be mindful of the security problems that i'm mentioning with that script very concerned about some of the things that are happening there uh, but i think that will uh, that will help you anyway so good luck okay all right one more question, if we've got time for it, Eric. It's your call. Well, let's do it. Thanks for the questions, everybody. We love getting your questions live at Category5.tv. And, of course, you can also join us in the chat room. We uh, do our best to, to be there for you as well. Hey, we have a question from Jamie Pritchard. How's hey, Jamie. Going, Jamie? Is it possible to download recorded info info from a Bell PVR to an iPad one? Hmm. Interesting question. Um, I'd want to know probably the model of that particular PVR, Jamie. The reason I say that is because different PVRs are going to record to different formats. Right. Some of them you may be access be able to access through uh, network through Samba, which is to say being able to access it from like your Windows computer and then sync to your iPhone or your uh, iPad. Um, in most cases, though, I think a PVR, uh, especially one that comes from your from Bell, like that goes out to VCR type outs, is the yeah probably HDMI as well. Yeah. HDMI is your digital output, so that's going to be the best quality. Um, but of course, it has composite as well, and you can get like 720 by 480 off composite. You can get 1080p off of the HDMI. So if your particular device doesn't support accessing the file system, which many of them don't. Especially, as I was saying, Bell is, you know, they, they, they don't want you to be able to transfer stuff off. It's, it's their service, right? They want it to be, they want you to run that particular hardware. So, in that case, HDMI output from the device is your best bet going into a computer that has, say, a Blackmagic Intensity Pro input. Blackmagic Intensity Pro is a card or a USB 3 device which allows you to plug uh, a, an HDMI device into your computer and record it at full 1080p. So it's a bit of a process, but it can be done. 
Can it be done easily just by syncing it to your PVR? Not too likely, unfortunately. It would be nice if it was that simple. That would be nice. But once you've got it imported into your computer from whatever ripping program or copying program that you're using to uh, to dub it, um, not to be mistaken for, I should mention, I mean, back in the old days of tape dubbing, we would lose quality, right? Here you're talking about a lossless connection over HDMI. It's uncompressed video. It's coming over a digital cable to, from one digital device to another digital device, so you're not going to have any loss in quality. It's going to be perfect. So anything that's recorded on that device, you plug it HDMI to HDMI on a Blackmagic Intensity Pro. They're available uh, from cat5.tv slash bh. If you go to that website, do a search for uh, Intensity Pro, and uh, you'll be able to find it there. So hope that helps. Thank you, everybody, for your questions. Hey, man. Hey. Good to see you. Thank you. I told you to be intense tonight. It was intense. Here we go. Yeah, there we go. All right. Thanks, everybody. Get your questions in through the week. (laughs) Intense. Oh, boy, oh, boy. How does he come up with this stuff? We ought to write a book. It'll be about this big. And it'll be like on the back of the toilet. And it'll be Eric's quote. On the back of the toilet. He said it was intense. I thought we were going camping. Sorry. Thanks, Eric. Have a fantastic week, man. Thanks again for subbing in. my best. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, always a pleasure. Thank you. Especially (laughs) you. Nice to see you. And you. Felt a little bit like I was looking into the magic mirror there for a second. (laughs) And Billy, I see Bob. Did you have romper room when you were... I sure did. Because I remember the day she was looking through her magic tennis racket, and and I see Eric, and wow, I was... Your heart stopped? That was exciting. And from that moment on, you were in love with her. I know. That's how it went down. Still haven't gotten over it. (laughs) Take care, everybody. Have a great week. Hillary uh, Rumble will be here next week, and we're going to start our series on how to use technology to save yourself some money. So we'll see you then. Take it easy. All right. (laughs) 